Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. This is David from Kentucky, uh, but an interesting uh, issue with discussing religion, specifically Christianity, with uh, theists that comes up that they it almost always seems to blindside them, and, and it doesn't seem to get talked, uh, spoken about a lot. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd go ahead and uh, put it out there. Uh, it's the idea that Christians assume that they can convince you that their God exists. Um, uh, however way they want to do it in with their bad arguments or whatever uh, that therefore you will automatically worship that God and that always seems very strange to me because I don't think I've seen any or heard any version of the Christian deity for example that is anything other than a completely vile monster um, and while I think that I could be convinced that he exists potentially presented with enough evidence I don't think that I'd ever be convinced unless he uses magic to uh, do so, to worship him. And that always seems to really confound them. All right, take care. Bye. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 152, and no, I did not lose count. (laughs) <laughs> I did not this time, you bastards. <laughs> we had a bonus episode, which was recently released. We named it uh, Bonus Episode 1 initially, but we decided, fuck that noise. We're just adding a 1 to things, because I'm not keeping track, Cecil. There's no way Tom can keep track of two fucking simultaneous fucking rows of that numbers. That's absolutely not, not going to happen. So we're just going to add 1, and I'll continue to... Uh, desperately flail about with even that. It's funny, Cecil, because we got an email. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we got an, like a lot. We got an email today from somebody who's a mathematician. He said, hey, you know, if I can ever offer my services. And I thought, what do you mean if you can ever offer your services? I need a mathematician to add one. I need a mathematician to get to the next uh, show number. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to say to Charles, you know, look, what you can do to help the show is somehow teach Tom to use an abacus <laughs> so he can keep 
<laughs> sliding the beads over in the right direction. If you can do that, or hell, just make an Excel sheet that spits out the row numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I lo- I, I'm, I'm out of fingers at this point. Right. You know, yeah, I'm out right. of toes. I can't even see my dick. I uh-huh. mean... How am I supposed to get that done? <laughs> Honey, I need you to count for 11 for me. Can you come down? She comes down. She's like, I'm, no, that's 10 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you kidding? And I told her, give it a minute. <laughs> I'm a grower. I have no problem attending happy weddings. Okay, if there is a gay wedding and everybody's gay, everybody's happy. I have no problem with people attending a happy wedding, okay? But I'm not real big on attending neuronic weddings. So I just, I draw a distinction between gay weddings and neuronic weddings. And people say, well, what's a neuronic wedding? A neuronic wedding is what Nero came up with when he said, hey, let's do same-sex weddings. Okay, that came from Nero. It was the, he's the namesake for this kind of abomination. <laughs> it's very popular today. Outrageously popular. It's, uh, it's mind-boggling how popular it is. Now, Dave... However, I have made an exception. I think you can attend a wedding if you hold up a sign that reads Leviticus 2013. I think, I think that would be appropriate. I think that would be appropriate. Yeah, that you could attend a wedding and hold up the sign Leviticus 2013. And, you know, word for word, a man sleeps with a man as he sleeps with a woman. The two of them have committed abomination. They shall both be put to death. I mean, you could, you could attend a wedding and hold up that sign. So if you get an invitation to a homosexual wedding, and I guess, Dave, it comes down to if you bake a cake for a homosexual wedding, you could put Leviticus 2013 on the cake. So, Cecil, this first story comes from uh, Yahoo News. Um, Sore winners. Christian group offended um, by Mississippi businesses that won't discriminate against gays. Uh, Basically, the American Family Association's got their panties in a great big fucking bunch because there's businesses that are putting stickers out that says, hey, if you're buying, we're selling. We don't discriminate. They got like a little, you know, rainbow sticker on them. Um, and evidently, um, they are being labeled by the AFA as Mississippi businesses that discriminate against religious freedom. That is hilarious, isn't it? And what's what, what I think is funny is, okay, so put yourself in this discriminatory pair of shoes, right? You're some hateful douchebag bigot who doesn't want to make fucking wedding cakes for gay couples, right? So let's let's just presume one that you're a baker that would actually produce goods that made it out the door. Let's say that you didn't eat before no. the the customers came in. I was going right. to say we've yeah. got you've got huge <laughs> right. We've already got with problems with this business, business model. So <laughs> let's just presume <laughs> like you you walk into my bake shop and it's like why are you covered in fondant? Tom? It's just, why are what do you, you just, see is like it's like when they walk into a bake shop in The Walking Dead and like shit's turned over and there's like crumbs <laughs> on the floor and like a smear of fudge on the wall and that's it. That's all that's in there. And you just sitting there going, ho, ho, ho. But anyway, let's presume. I'm yeah. rolling in it like a fucking pig in a blanket. It's like in a big vat of fudge. You're just kicking your feet in hog heaven. But in any case, let's presume. That you're this fat, ugly baker, okay? And and you the person comes in and they 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 don't see the fucking thing in the in the in the window, so they don't come to your shop. And the only reason you're mad is is you didn't get to tell them no to their face because you were gonna tell them no anyway. No. <laughs> so it, like it doesn't even make any sense. Like you are already gonna say no. So you could just avoid them, them even being in your line. All you wanted to do was just be mean to them. You know, it, it's so funny because, like, the AFA, here's what they, here's what they have to say. So, so twist your head around <laughs> I tried this. to read this three times. I don't know that I get it. It can't be done. It says, 
Ironically, this sticker represents the very promotion of discrimination. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the rainbow A, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Against the freedom of religious convictions. Businesses that display this sticker believe Christians should be forced by law to embrace homosexuality and deny their faith faith in personal business practices. No, it just says, I'll be giving a fuck. If you got money, I got goods and services. And you're clearly going to say no because you have that right, right? You're clearly not going to give these people your business. So if you if you already are going to plan on discriminating against somebody, why not just let them know? (laughs) I don't understand. I, I I love that because what it is is they're just like, hey, I thought this is like our, we talked about last week, right? Where you were like, what they don't understand is they're the three right, percent, right. is that the bigots are the minority. And w- what these stickers do is they show the whole world that the bigots are the minority. Because as these stickers pop up everywhere and as people realize, man, I would like to have anyone right. buy my goods right. and services like as a right. business owner. I would just like to exchange goods and services for monetary units. That is the reason I'm in business. So, you know, as more of these stickers pop up all over the place, you know, the the bigots feel isolated. And this is their pushback. This is like, this is how far you have to fucking strain logic and bend that shit until it damn near breaks in half in order to in in order to get to these conclusions. Is this only for the marriage industry, Tom? Because I can't imagine like... If two guys come in to buy a selfie, you're like, wait a minute, are you guys gay? You know what I mean? Like, what? I, I, or, or, you know, uh, uh, two guys come in and buy a KitchenAid mixer. Uh, chances are they're gay. But still, you know, the thing is, <laughs> is, you're like, okay, well, are they gay? Are they just shopping for a KitchenAid mixer? Like, the only time you can really tell this stuff is when they're, you know, either they're coming into your store and they're, like, making out in front of you, which I fucking highly doubt is happening or you're somehow finding out that they're that they're either married or want to be in a relationship and somehow that they're memorializing that relationship through your business that's the only way i could think that this would work and so the only people that really i think would even give a shit about this are the people that are you know hyper religious that are in the marriage business because like i said if i'm a fucking furniture salesman and I happen to be hyper-religious, how the fuck do I know if you're gay? What, do you want a rainbow sofa? You know, like, that's the, like, I can't figure out how you would know. Yeah, well, maybe if they give, like, like take the sofa for a test fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you're just like, it's, it's nice, it's comfortable, I like the microfiber, yeah. that's nice, I, but we've got to fuck on this thing before we we'll The stains come off it. of that microfiber really well. <laughs> Look, I just need to know if this is going to chafe when I'm oh, fucking no. my boyfriend across the back of it. I just want to know. That's that's all I'm looking for. You know, like what I'm really driving the point home, if you know what yeah, I mean. Does this, so does this just, couch come with a glory hole or do I have to cut one into it? Or Is it is it easy to, to wipe the lube off of this? Like, do you have a... Is it like a cup holder that I could put lube in, you know, like maybe like a lube dispenser? Look, we don't, I mean, we don't want to actually fuck in your store. So we just brought some Santorum to pour on it. (laughs) And then you could just do like a cleaning demo and clean it off. exactly. You're like that guy who screams at everybody and wipes shit up. (laughs) The ShamWow guy appears. (laughs) (laughs) A wild ShamWow guy appears. (laughs) Out of nowhere. 
Uh, He's that guy in the dead OxyClean guy. <laughs> dead OxyClean guy. <laughs> That's who I was talking about. That's the guy. The dead guy was the guy I was talking about. Yeah, he's dead. He's <laughs> shows off to a fucking roaring start. <laughs> you know, neither one of those guys, come to think of it, have have done terribly well. Because didn't the ShamWow guy get like busted? For, he like like <laughs> he like beating up a prostitute a sh- and biting he stuffed her tongue a ShamWow off or in a hooker's mouth or something. I don't know what he did. It's <laughs> a fucking rough business, hawking it info. Really is. Shit. It, it's difficult. Yeah, you're gonna love his nuts. <laughs> So this story comes from Think Progress. Um, Teen girl kicked out of prom so her dress wouldn't lead boys to think impure thoughts. Uh, This story is fucking ridiculous. A 17-year-old high school girl from Virginia, um, her dress had to be past her fingertips. It was past her fingertips. That's how the dress code requirement was built. Um, She showed up to the dance. She wasn't even dancing, um, and she was asked to leave. And the reason that she was given is that uh, some of the fathers chaperoning the event had complained about her. They reportedly said that her dancing, which she wasn't even doing, was too provocative and that she was going to cause the young men at the prom to think impure thoughts. And Cecil, is there a reason to go to your prom other than to think (laughs) impure thoughts? think so but you go the thing is is like like the weird thing is that this is like a homeschooling prom i don't know if you saw that but like this is like a homeschool thing so they're all high school senior homeschool people and they could only bring one person with them that was not in homeschool did you see that i didn't see that it would actually yeah, be more a- unsettling if they brought someone from home though like my date yeah, to no. my prom is my brother <laughs> like oh it's a- I brought my golden retriever. <laughs> That's a little awkward. You <laughs> That's know. a little weird. Yeah. Um, no, but it's if you click on her link, if you follow her link, she talks about it being a homeschool. She's like, I'm a high school senior, a homeschooler, and a girl. That's how she starts her oh, thing I out. Oh, I missed that. So she's clearly, and this is this is the blog post it takes you to um, that's been getting all the hits that she wrote after it. Now, I want to point one thing out. Um and it's still just as disturbing, right? So, like, it's it's not uh, basically saying that these guys, you know, didn't think this because they may have thought this. They may have thought, you know, the the forty year old guys or whatever, fifty year old guys that were watching that were chaperoning may have thought impure thoughts. I'm not, you know, clearly I I can't tell you whether they did or didn't. But on her blog post, she shows a picture of her and her prom date, and her prom date. She's a white girl, and she's dating a black guy. She's taking a black guy to prom with her, and. You know, you kind of have to wonder, you know, are they falling back on this? You know, are they just fucking racists? Right. And then they're falling back on some something to get them out of being racist. And what they use is, you know, a a way to be bigoted. What what we're seeing now in the in the when the gay community, you know, the way to be bigoted against the gay community is to quote your Bible. And this is very similar. Right. It's like they're going to give these boys um, impure thoughts. Well, where do you get impure thoughts? from? the only place that talks about impurity right in our society today, you know, it's not fucking it's not a TV show. It's the Bible. You know, I mean, that's the only place that you can be getting this stuff from. So they're able to go to that authority to somehow find some technicality to get her thrown out when really it might be racism. That's the underlying cause to this. I don't know, but you know, it's just as much speculation as well. They were horny guys. Well, right. You know I mean? The, the thing is that 
no matter which angle you take on it, like even if you trust their word, it's like, oh man, when the boys are going to think impure thoughts, like, well, then fucking kick the boys out. Right. I mean, like, right. if the thought police, like, the thought police show up and they're like, oh, did you have a thought we disagree with? I did, but I mean, it's her fault. I mean, it's totally her fault. It's so they kick her out of the thing. It's, I mean, can you, Im- I mean, it's just such a ludicrously misogynist, obviously misogynist thing to do. And I got to tell you, like, those boys aren't winning. Like, it's not like they're like, oh man, she's gone. Now I don't remember what she looks like. Just like sausage party. Like yeah. nobody's nobody's cheering for that. Right. Thanks for ruining my prompt, Dad. Yeah, no kidding. I can kick the only hot chick out of the place. I think that, you know, there's there's that there's an interesting view in this article that talks about how sort of ludicrous fingertip length dresses are. And it's something I didn't even know what it was. Right. So this, this story's kind of been percolating all over the internet and I found it, you know, two or three days before someone had sent it to us. But uh, when I found it, I read fingertip length and I had no fucking idea what that meant. I was like, wait a minute. Is she like, like, cause I'm thinking like three fingers of scotch, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm like, first off, where are the fingers going? No, but like, I'm thinking, okay, well, what is she like going by her belt line? And I'm thinking like fingertips. Is she saying like her hand width down? And I'm like, that's a fucking small dress. So I had to ask my wife, I was like, what does fingertip length mean? And she stood up and showed me it's when you have your arms extended, it has to be below or past the fingertips where your arms are. But that doesn't take into account size and shape differences on women, right? right. If you're a short girl with short arms, you're fucking, you could have an ass hugger on. If you're a girl with you know, fucking gorilla arms, you know, it's down to your knees. <laughs> so it's not a way in which to really regulate dresses at all. Instead, it just has this sort of weird, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's like fucking measuring shit in cubits. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. It's just like, we don't need to do that anymore. You know, the whole, the whole like. We did that. I remember when I went to school, they, that's how they that's how they measured shorts. Like that's that was the rule in my junior high and my high school, you know, that was like your, you know, shorts had to be, but it was only for girls. I mean, like boys didn't, I mean, like when I yeah, went to I school wore in the hot 90s, pants every like, day in high school. Yeah. Hot pants just, every day for guys. I just wore a yeah. speedo everywhere. Yeah. I just was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking Eddie. fat guy in a speedo. A, so I wore a singlet everywhere. I was like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> But it's so funny, too, that, like, you basically have to line up to be judged to see if you're too sexy or not as, like, a teenage girl. Like, yep, all right, I'm going to stand in front of these grown-ups, and they're going to tell me if I'm too sexy. And if I'm too sexy, they kick me out of the prom. Like, that's a fucking weird thing. Like, you got to be the, like, the fucking sexy teenage girl police. Yeah, and, and what is the prom anyway? You know what I mean? Like, the prom is... You getting gussied up into really nice looking outfits and trying to look as desirable as possible. Right. Isn't that the point of it? I, I thought so. Like it's I mean, honestly, like it's it, I mean, if you think about it from a rites of passage standpoint, um, it really is a, a major opportunity for young people entering adulthood to, like you said, to get dressed up. But they're getting dressed up in clothes that are typically reserved for um, adults. Mm attending right. a formal event. Right. So it's it's almost a rite of passage from, you know, that transition from childhood or, or uh, adolescence into adulthood, which is why it's typically a junior-senior thing. There's no frosh soft palm, right? So, right. I mean, that's kind of what it's designed for. It's designed to sort of be that sort of conduit into adulthood, which means sexy times. That's what that right. means. Right, right. 
I mean, like, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, the homeschooler fucking prom doesn't break up and they go up to Wisconsin afterwards. But I knew a lot of people that went to prom and they went out, they like went on a trip with their prom dates. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, we're going to go spend the weekend somewhere and um, something's going to happen. Right. Right. Like, we're going to go camping. Right. Which basically means fucking in a tent. That's yeah, pretty exactly. much what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, really uncomfortable with crickets sort of climbing on you. <laughs> Wakefield is not just any researcher. His 1998 study on autism and childhood vaccines literally changed the way many parents think about vaccines. The study was based on just 12 children. That's right, 12 children. But many parents desperate for answers around the world embraced Wakefield's claim that he'd found a link between autism and the vaccine for measles, mumps, and rubella. This next story comes from religionnews.com. Ohio measles outbreak tied to Amish missionaries. What? I know. A measles outbreak tied to a group of Amish missionaries in Ohio has reached 68 cases, giving the state the dubious distinction of having the most cases reported um, in any state since 1996. I, I just I have to pause and think about the fucking sales pitch. That Amish missionaries must be you gotta, faced with. You know, Amish missionaries is really hard to say. You got to shorten that down to a missionaries. A missionaries. That's, you just got to shorten that down from now on. It's like one of those. You know, it's like Benefer. You know what I mean? You just shorten that shit down. There you go. Um, I'm just. I'm just. Ba- I didn't know the Amish were missionary in general. I actually had no idea. But like, for how? How do they get overseas? They take a buggy. <laughs> well, I think they just. I don't. I think they just go out into the community. I don't think that they. Oh, so they stay close by. They yeah. take their buggy. They take to like so, up, upstate New York. I see. But actually, it says in the article <laughs> that the outbreak began after the missionaries returned from the Philippines. So I guess, I guess they went so, over to the Philippines. But that would be an easier sell now that I think about it. Like because a like s- sailing ship, or you're something? basically. You're basically <laughs> what do you, how do you go over there? Like the fucking Nina and the Pinta and the fucking Santa Maria. <laughs> If you're going to convince a bunch of people to abandon technology, it does make sense to go to people with less technology. It's very true. If you're going to be like, hey, you're living in the past already. You should be Amish. Would you like to get the technology? Would you like to get the technology of, say, 10 years in the future? Amish missionaries show up and it's like, whoa, they're so advanced. Did you see their buttons? Did you see? (laughs) They're holding their hats together with buckles. Do you see? He's holding a buggy whip. A buggy whip. Why didn't I think of that? God, this whole time I've just been clapping my hands very loudly behind the horse. Super insensitive to the Philippines, it's terrible. by the it's way. It's really a horrible thing for us to be saying right now. Oh. I just, I'm, I'm fucking, like, so I guess the Amish have low vaccination rates, right? Which is not terribly right. surprising since they don't have zippers. So <laughs> I would think that <laughs> vaccination. You just hate the Amish I really so strongly dislike the Amish. I really do. Oh. Well, here's, here. you know, I don't have a lot to say about the Amish themselves, but I do want to read part of the article. And this is the last two paragraphs of this, uh, of this article from Religion News Service. Before the measles vaccine became available in 1963, the virus infected about 500,000 Americans a year. 
causing 500 deaths and 48,000 hospitalizations. Cases our case counts since 2000 have ranged from 37 in 2004 to a high of 220 in 2011, the CDC says. While most people recover from a fever, rash, and other symptoms associated with measles after a few days, complications can occur, especially in children. The, those complications can include ear infections and pneumonia, or more rarely, brain infection. One or two out of a thousand children with measles will die. So anybody who ever says, well, let's have a measles party. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Yeah. 500,000 people, 500 deaths. That's one in a thousand. And it's like, and we can knock that from a half a million to 37. Right. To 37. And and you you notice that they didn't mention any deaths. Right. They didn't say, you know, 37 and one death. They didn't say that. You know, even when it was 220, I don't see death there. Right. So, you know what I mean? So if you could keep it under 1,000, chances are you won't have a death. Right. Right. I mean, it's 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 like we, here we have a problem that we know the answer to, right? Like how often does that happen in public health? Right. How often does that happen in public policy where we right. can actually say, like, there's a problem. What's the problem? It's measles. Is it bad? It's not good. Do we have yeah. a solution? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, let's make sure not to use it. What? What? Yeah. What the fuck? It's a fucking terrible decision. <clears throat> and, and saying it's not harmful is just ridiculous and stupid. And there was some good news about the measles, though. The Mayo Clinic had a trial where they did this massive blast of the measles vaccine and wiped out some cancer recently. Um, this article comes from the Star Tribune. Uh, that's pretty amazing. I think that's amazing that they're able to drop that fucking vaccine in there. And they were able to give the person, and it was... It's funny because um, the number of uh, amount or the amount that they got was for a, a normal dose of vaccine, it, it contains 10,000 infectious units. But in order to do this, for this blowing out of the cancer, um, the patient was injected with 100 billion infectious units. And they didn't mention that she now has uh, 10,000 cases of autism. They didn't mention <laughs> that in the article. But I think she does. So. <laughs> Doctor's sitting there like scratching his head like nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Well the best part is it all cancels out. You know, when you got that many cases of autism, you're just normal. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um yeah, this that story was amazing. It's like, yeah, we'll fucking blast him with fucking measles vaccine. Oh great! Now I don't have blood cancer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Or bone cancer. Right. I'll just take none of the cancers, please. That would be yeah. awesome. This is something that has promise, and it's and it's. Uh, but the thing is, is like we still have people in this country that'll, you know, fight against vaccines. So I'm sure that this is going to have some sort of uphill battle if it does become sort of some sort of treatment in the future. Yeah, you know, you're you're probably right. Is that is that people will fight against it because they'll fight against anything that. I mean, really, they'll fight against fucking anything if you get enough people fucking together. But it's, it, you know, when they'll stop fighting when they get fucking cancer. Right. right and then right. someone's like, yeah, you know, we got a thing we can do for that. It's basically a shot. That's pretty much it. It's just basically a shot. And it's an intravenous injection of massive amounts of this measles vaccine and fucking blow your cancer right out of there. Like, oh, all of a sudden, people get a little more comfy with their uh, thoughts on that. It's the same thing with fucking AIDS, though, right? I mean, like, like 
there's treatments out there, et cetera. And they're just like, well, AIDS doesn't exist. You're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Fucking AIDS people are just like, well, HIV doesn't cause AIDS. Well, that's not a true. Yeah. <laughs> that's not something that anybody else has found. But it's just so funny that, you know, they're they're willing to go against doctors at every turn. It's just such a strange, weird, upside down like idea, ideology that people have. I don't I don't understand. I mean, I understand being skeptical. I understand going out of your way to get, you know, second opinions and making sure that, you know, shit is fucking properly researched. I get it, man. Fucking that's that's the fucking heart and soul of medicine and fucking it's the heart and soul of evidence-based medicine. But the fact is, is that, you know, these people, they don't even bother with that stuff. They're just like, oh, it's, they're just out to make money. So I can't take any of the things that they've made with the wonders of science. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is they're starting at a conclusion, you know, and it's, and it's problematic because they started, what, what, what happens is they started at a blanket conclusion, right? They start a, a global or universal conclusion that right, right. Um, all doctors or all medicine or all of whatever is good or is bad right. or is, or you is know, bad, whatever. Yeah. And then they, they start slotting things in to fit that. And that's rather than saying like, well, what do we do for cancer? Uh, well, what kind of cancer? What are the treatment options? How effective are they? That's how you have to evaluate these things. You know, you have to, you would look at bone cancer differently than you would look at leukemia. And you need to look at leukemia differently than blood cancer. And, you know, all these different, they, they really all have to be treated as discrete problems with discrete possible solution sets that need to be evaluated individually. But but that's difficult and that's not like sexy for, uh, you know, ratings and it doesn't get, you know, clicks and doesn't get blog posts about it. So instead you, right, you come right. up with these universal concepts, right? Like mercury is bad. Like, all right, well, that's not really terribly meaningful to say. And then they, you know, start pushing down from there. And it's it's holding everybody, it's holding people back. It's, it's causing ill in the world. So this story uh, is fucking insane. It's insane because uh, it evolved since the first time that I tweeted it. Um, and it has evolved in that it has gotten worse. So it's from yeah, Reuters. Right. Um, Sudanese woman may face death for choosing Christianity over Islam. A Sudanese court gave a 27-year-old woman until Thursday to abandon her newly adopted Christian faith and return to Islam or face a death sentence. Um, she was charged with apostasy for, uh, as well as adultery for marrying a Christian man, um, which is prohibited for Muslim women to do, makes the marriage void. Um, and actually, the, the the final ruling is that they're going to hang this young lady. She's 27 years old. She's eight months pregnant. But it gets worse. They're going to hang this young lady. Um, but first, they've sentenced her to 100 lashes for the adultery. So they're going to wait until she gives birth to her child. Then they are going to give her the 100 lashes. And then they are going to hang her. That's the plan as of right now. What are they then gonna like fucking tie her to a car and like drive around with her in the back for half an hour right. or something? Like, I mean, like what what other things can you do to her? Like, what, you want to desecrate her corpse after that? You know, may as well. It's, might as well, sure. You know, it's funny. There's a part of this Reuters article. This is the first article you had posted that you had tweeted, and it says. Uh, young Sudanese university students have mounted a series of protests near Karatum, 
I guess I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah, it right, university in recent weeks asking for an end to human rights abuses, more freedoms, and better social economic conditions. Uh, the authorities decided Sunday to close the university indefinitely. They have officially turned the car around. Yes, I know, right? They took their ball <laughs> and went home. Like, they're just like, you know what? I will turn this car around, and I'm going to show you that I'm going to turn this car around. No Disneyland for anyone. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you know, the, the, whole, the whole country is like, it's like telling your kids you're going to Disney and driving them to the dentist. Oh, you know, God. like oh, just fucking with you. Get in there, the you're getting a hundred cavities filled. <laughs> hundred, and then after that, we're, we're gonna, gonna chill. hang you. Yeah, that's we're gonna, gonna pull out all your teeth. Like you're going to the dentist, a, yeah, and then we're going to hang you. We're gonna pull out all your teeth with a rusty pair of pliers, right? And then we're gonna hit you in the face with a mallet, <laughs> and then we're gonna, and then we're gonna feed you to a bear. Okay, so that's that's your afternoon. We got it all mapped out for you. You know, uh, you know, and the thing is, is like, look, I. I I'm sure, I, and I know that there are, you know, plenty of Muslims in the world that are just, you know, perfectly fine with what is going on here, what is happening. Person's married a Christian, whatever, nobody cares. But the government is the problem here, right? This government is using this religion as a tool to injure people in their in their uh, that they're supposed to be governing over. You know, they're supposed to be protecting their citizens. Well, they're not. They're they're going out of their way to injure and kill their citizens. And you cannot respect that. Look, I, 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 Muslim, uh, I think Islam and Christianity and all that are just a big bag of bad ideas mostly, right? Sure, there's some good stuff in there like fucking love each other and all that stuff. But you can fucking do that without religion. You don't need anybody to tell you to love somebody. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's just a bad bunch of ideas regardless of how you come at it. But it's a really bad bunch of ideas when it happens to be a theocracy and they enforce it to the letter. It's stuff they want to have happen over here, and it's stuff that's happening over there right now. Well, and you know, I I want to point out, too, that what the judge said to this woman, he said, and this is a quote, We gave you three days to recant, but you insist on not returning to Islam. I sentence you to be hanged to death, the judge told the the woman. Um, Why would Islam want her? You know what I mean? Like, that's the first thing I think. Like, if somebody is so, yeah. Yeah. if somebody is such a terrible human being that the only way that you can deal with them is to tie a rope around their neck and strangle or break their neck. Like, if that is the, if that is your solution to the problem, wouldn't your, wouldn't you be better off without them as part of your group? Wouldn't you be, wouldn't you say like, I don't want you in my fucking club. That you're such a terrible human being. But the thing is like, Islam is so insecure. That's that's what you read out of this is right, Islam right. is so fucking insecure. It's it's the pretty girl who doesn't know she's pretty. Right. And this fucking right. walks around just being mean to everybody. It's it's ridiculous. It's 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 so repugnant and so petty and so small minded. Um, I, you can't even imagine such such a, a, a small uh, God as this. My fucking seven year old is more compassionate than this. Oh, God, I would hope so. Oh, my goodness, I would hope so. And he's mean. He's really, really mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I've seen him beat the dog. I know. Fuck dolphins and giant worms. Oh, fuck. It gets worse. This one comes from clariumproject.org. Young widow 
to be caned after gang rape by Sharia vigilantes. A 25-year-old Indonesian widow in Aceh will be caned under Sharia law for having an affair. She was gang raped by Sharia vigilantes. This story is fucking insane. Um, She was about to, she was having an affair with a married man, this woman, this young widow. She seems to be whatever. But extramarital affairs are strictly forbidden in the province. Um, And so... I guess somehow some folks cottoned on to the fact that she was uh, shacking up with this married man. They basically busted in on him. Um, They proceeded to tie the man up. They beat him. They took the woman to another room, and they all raped her. I think it was like eight people or some, yeah, eight men, um, including a 13-year-old boy. Um, Then they all raped her. They doused them in sewage. And then they took them to the authorities, Cecil, and this is the part that kills me, for the crime of tarnishing the village's <laughs> reputation. <laughs> what the fuck? The, tarnishing your <laughs> reputation? Oh, you just gang-raped man. and threw sewage at a woman. Yeah. Like, oh, I, up until now, we were the shining light. <laughs> like, I know, no kidding. I don't even understand how that, like... What, what it's allowing people to do, what this, you know, this ideology is allowing people to make these decisions and, you know, think this through and give themselves some sort of justification to do some horrible, horrible shit. Yeah, it's exactly you know, right. It's not anybody's business whether or not somebody's having extramarital affairs. That's just like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard that I think the reason why, you know, it's an arrestable offense there is because... You know, again, women are property probably over there. I mean, we, clearly they're property if they're treated like this. They're property. So they're not they're not treating women with any kind of respect whatsoever. So if they are having an actual marital affair, they want to make sure that they, you know, whip the dog correctly. Yeah. I mean, and isn't that right? And it's crazy because the city's Sharia police were the ones that announced that the couple would be caned for committing adultery. Now, to be... Fair? I don't know. They're caning both of them. So they're caning the man and the woman. So they're caning them for committing adultery. But w- this woman has already been, I mean. What are they doing to the rapists? I, they're, they're, I guess they're going to be separately dealt with. But um, it says in the article that, um, you know, this is actually relatively common, that the uh, the woman is still held. Three of the rapists have been found and arrested, including the 13-year-old. Um, and uh, the rapist will be tried under the criminal law system rather than the Sharia law system. Um, so, and it's, there should never be a Sharia law system, right? This is the problem when the government says we get to decide what's right and what's wrong among consenting adults in the bedroom. And this is the problem when uh, religious groups get everybody all fucking fired up about what consenting adults do with each other in the bedroom. It's nobody's fucking business. So if you stuck with us through that, you'll stick with us through anything. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a few minutes with some other horrible, horrible fucking stories. If you would like to contact the show, visit the website dissonancepod.com for the links to the Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and email accounts. You can also call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Did you know that you can become a patron of the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. And you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you don't want to donate money, please take a moment to give us a good review on iTunes or Stitcher. 
or tell a like-minded friend about the show. So to everyone who supports the show, Glory Hole, you fucking rock. We, we got we to gotta pick this up to where it's not the saddest shit in the whole fucking world somehow. This next oh. story isn't going to do it. <laughs> I don't think this one's going to be the saddest it. show we've ever done. It's, <laughs> Hold on oh. a minute. I got to cheer myself. I'm going to think of my dead grandmother. Hang on a minute. I got to <laughs> cheer myself up. Oh, man. Oh, that's so much better. Oh, oh, she was a man. lively, lively woman. <laughs> Oh, that is a doornail. Okay, I'm feeling way yeah. better now. Yeah. That's just great. Uh, this fucking story comes from ABC. Uh, Tamar Stitt inquest. Mother defends decision to treat daughter's cancer with natural therapies. A Perth woman is told in inquest that she had every faith that natural therapy would cure her daughter's cancer, although she later died. So it turns out having every faith <laughs> doesn't do shit. Is not as good as having medicine. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, medicine is, uh, yeah, <laughs> nine out of do- nine out of ten doctors prefer medicine over faith. It right, out. and the tenth doctor is yeah. being fucking disbarred or whatever right yeah. now. <laughs> the tenth doctor is on that Mercola side right? or whatever. <laughs> like that's the reason. Now, uh, I went to the worst part of- medical college. <laughs> yeah. The worst part about this is I'm going to read part of the article. So she's a ten year old girl. Her mother told an inquest that she had seen many people cured uh, of their ailments through this natural therapies, uh, but conceded that none of those people had cancer. I had so much faith it was going to work for Tamar, she said. She added that Tamar was a very mature girl. If she didn't agree with our treatment, she would have been very clear with us, she said. Um, I wouldn't have pushed her. Your 10-year-old girl would have been clear to tell you, look, mom, I think I want the chemotherapy instead of this. I doubt that. I seriously doubt that. Yeah, most fifth graders are allowed to make their own medical decisions, Cecil. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, they can sign in, medical papers and right. enter into contracts. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 reminded actually of a story. This is this is nothing to do with anything, but it's funny, so we need some fucking liven some shit up. There is this dude that I used to work with who was a cheap motherfucker, and he would buy shit off of Craigslist all the time. So like he would buy like his kids' presents and stuff off of Craigslist all the time, which is fine. But he would always he would always try to argue people down. He would always, 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 always try to argue people down. So one day he wants to buy one of his kids a Nintendo DS. And he comes into my office and he's got this DS in his hand and he's got this big shit-eating grin on his face. And he's like, hey, check it out. I just got this DS, you know, for $45 from Craigslist. And it's like brand new. Look at it. And, and I'm I'm like, yeah, it's great. You know, I, I really don't care. But I'm like, that's <laughs> I don't care. I'm in the middle of something. Fucking, I'm working, so that's great. But I'm like, yeah, that's that's great, man. That's that's awesome. He's like, yeah, man. I went I went to go buy it from this kid on Craigslist, and uh, you know, I haggled him down from seventy five to forty five. I said, wait a minute, a kid from Craigslist? Yeah. Well, how old was this person you haggled with? I don't know, eleven or twelve. And I'm like, you're, I'm like, way no, to go, didn't. savvy. Fucking, really? Yeah, he was super proud of himself. Super, oh super proud. This is another, this is the same guy who one time took his wife and his kids to the west side of Chicago to pick up a uh, piece of electronics and like what? left his wife and kid 
in the front yard of the house as when he went in to haggle with this guy over a receiver or something, like on the west side, like with a car running. And oh like my some, gosh! Like a, like a sketchy ass neighborhood. Yeah, no, the most right. of the west side. Right, is that's why I say, like for the so. listeners, like that's yeah. that's not something you generally do. Like you either live yeah. on the west side or you do not visit the west side. Those yeah. are your two choices. <laughs> right, you could get sued for that. It turns out, right? Like you could if you go with like haggle a twelve year old kid. Their parents can like sue you for the thing you took from them. I would because sue they're not allowed to make fists if I found out yeah. somebody fucking cheated my twelve year old kid. I don't think that that's suing someone. I would sue them with some alacrity and aggression. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, you know the other thing that I think is uh, is crazy about this story. We're getting back to um, the kid dying because you know that's that's where we need to go. Um, Basically, the kid was given a 30% chance of survival with chemotherapy, but she started the natural remedies believing that she had a 100% chance of curing her. And that's the problem, right? Is that one of them is saying, I can totally do it. And the other one's like giving you a realistic estimate. And people don't want to hear realistic. Yeah. When they think they're going to die, yep. they want to hear the fucking they want to hear that they're going to be fine. You know, I'm glad you focused on that, because that was that's actually, I think, the heart and soul of this whole story is that, um, you know, the 30 percent chance of survival was honest. The 100 percent chance of survival was dishonest. Um, when Tamara's health deteriorated, her mother decided to allow the chemotherapy. Um, and you hear that all the time. Right. Like it seems yeah. to work oh, yeah. and then it doesn't yeah. work. And then they're like, well, fuck, we let's go back to the chemotherapy. And then it's too late. It's like, do I still have 30% chance? No, you had 30% two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Now, now you've you got, got 15% now it's 15. or 10% yeah. or whatever it is. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, like, the natural therapies were clay wraps and herbal teas. They literally rubbed some dirt on it. Like, she had cancer, and they're like, ah, rub some dirt on it and walk it off. <laughs> it's true. What I don't understand is, like, if it's just herbal teas and fucking clay, can't you do that as well as chemotherapy? Yeah, why are they exclusive to each other? You know, chemotherapy gets this bad rap because it's unpleasant, right? Like, really unpleasant. I'm not, I'm not fucking taking anything away from people who've had chemotherapy and have described how terrifyingly unpleasant it is. But I think the cancer is unpleasant, too. Like, yeah. nobody recommends cancer. Nobody's like, oh, man. I, yesterday, I had this great cancer. It was awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Notes, of, <laughs> notes of cherry blossom in my... Yeah, I mean, it's like... Nobody recommends yeah. cancer. Yeah. You need to go to Mario's and get the cancer. It's wonderful. <laughs> There's no cancer sommelier yeah. coming around your table. <laughs> I recommend the lymphoma. It's beautiful. <laughs> It's a wonderful year. We've got a, a fine vintage of Glasto. No, that, that's not something that anyone does. I'm Raymond Massey, and I have a special message for senior citizens. Today's doctors, drugs, and medical devices truly work medical miracles for young and old alike. But there are some as phony as a $3 bill. Investigate before you invest in health services or products. Help stamp out quackery. So this story comes from the nationalpost.com. Um, children's aid steps in after 11-year-old trades chemo for native remedies. Um, a new credit first nations a new credit first nation families decision. 
That's a fucking exhausting. It's an aboriginal thing. To let their 11-year-old treat her cancer with indigenous <laughs> medicine rather than chemotherapy has prompted the intervention of Ontario Children's Aid Authorities. Fucking good. Good. Because rubbing some dirt on it, as previously discussed, is uh. not going to help anything. And 11-year-olds yeah. can't make medical decisions. Right. And that's why I think, you know, you got to step in in these cases. You know, like, fucking, I, just like we said before, rub some dirt on it, too. You know what I mean? Like, if that's what you think is going to work. But, man, you know, we we don't have, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, every single fucking sci-fi movie and sci-fi book we ever write talks about how barbaric chemotherapy is because in the future fucking cancer isn't a thing, right? And it's, you know, the thing is, is that even nowadays, with it being the only real option lots of times, it's still fucking barbaric. And I get that. And I understand why there's some sort of revulsion behind it. But man, you got to do something. You can't, you know, just sitting there means you die quicker. That's all it means. It just means, you know, it's going to run rampant and you're going to die. You know, Brzezinski's going to give you, you know, an 85% chance to live. You know, the doctors are going to give you the real 50% chance and you're either going to, you know, drink the piss that Brzezinski says is the thing right. or you're going to take the, the chemotherapy. You know, you can't. And, you know, the, the consequences for one are a lot worse, a lot worse. You're, you're you know, it's a 0% chance with Brzezinski. It's not a fucking 85% chance. It's a 0% chance with the mud. It's not a, it's not a hundred percent chance. You're you know you've got to you've got to look at the tested proven thing, and that's the you know the chemotherapy, which is not fucking it's not glamorous, it's not awesome. You were talking about a cancer sommelier. There certainly isn't a chemotherapy sommelier <laughs> either. You know what I mean? Like they're not coming to your table being like, I have this wonderful chemotherapy that you could try. No, that's not the case. Nobody wants to do it, but it's it's you know it's a necessary evil. But you know in this case, the eleven year old. I'm thinking like when I was eleven, Cecil. I didn't set my own bedtime. Right. I wasn't no, allowed no, to no. decide how what I watched on TV. Yeah, you didn't have your own curfew. Right. So at 11 years old, you're allowed to make this decision. You know, this is this girl also said that she was personally healed in a visit by Jesus Christ. She said, "Jesus came into my room and he told me not to be afraid. So if I live or if I die, I am not afraid." The girl said in a video on Tuesday. Well, um, Jesus is a dick. Yeah, Jesus is kind of a fucking <laughs> like, dick. He's like, look, if you live or die, don't worry. Well, fucking Jesus, don't, you're Jesus, right? Can't you fix yeah. this? Oh, wait, can't you just give me like a one way or the other, too? Like, yeah. Hey, if you live or if you die, it's like, wait a minute, fucking, you're Jesus. Why are you giving me ifs? Fucking Jesus is not a magic eight ball. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, fucking, he's not sitting there like you shake him and he goes, outlook unclear, check tomorrow. <laughs> You know, and, she, and they were upset, Cecil. They were upset. The family was upset because the head oncologist um, used derogatory language regarding traditional medicines, calling them 100% ineffective and saying that anyone who uses traditional medicine should be thrown in jail um, or anyone who says traditional medicine works should be thrown in jail. You know what? He was fucking being honest. He was being right. honest. And he wasn't he wasn't afraid to couch his fucking language that you know, passing around the fucking peace pipe and fucking rubbing your fucking dirt on it and slathering yourself <laughs> in oils. You can do all of that shit while you're fucking on chemo. But all of yeah. that shit is fucking garbage. And they say later on, you know, the, the pastor of the of the church or what have you says for the hospital to pump her full of pharmaceuticals and then degrade her spiritual experience is the exact opposite way of her culture. Give Look, man, they're trying to save her fucking life. Fuck her saving her culture. 
to hell with her spiritual encounter with Jesus. It's fucking nonsense. She has a cancer that is 80% survivable. All they have to do that's is just give odds. her some medicines. When you come to when it goes comes to cancer, that's good odds, man. Those are great odds. And the odds for cancer get better and better. Like the odds for cancer continue to improve. Cancer treatments continue to improve. It's not like it's not like getting cancer is just uniformly a death sentence. I mean, the treatment might fucking suck, but it continues to improve. Life expectancies aren't going down. This story's weird, Cecil. It comes from USA Today. I, um, I don't know what to think of this story. So this story is Man Rams Baltimore Area TV Station with Truck. Um, a man, possibly armed, barricaded himself, and I would look up to see if he was armed, but I just don't care. Um, barricaded himself inside a Baltimore area TV <laughs> station the, Tuesday after chanting, I am with God, and then repeatedly yeah. ramming a dump truck into the building. <laughs> you would think God would have more destructive power. I <laughs> you would think, God. you know, the guy who flooded the entire earth. Yeah, I mean, like, you can get a horn that knocks down the walls of Jericho. (laughs) Than just, like, impotent, like, smashing of a truck (laughs) into a thing and then stop. And then you have to yell that. Like, wouldn't you, don't you think we would know your God? Wouldn't it be (laughs) self-evident? You know, like, why do you have to tell me? Well, yeah, he has to tell you because he still needs a truck. Like, he's just like, I am God, but I left my wallet and superpowers at home. (laughs) I left my magic in my other pants. <laughs> you know, at some yeah, point, wouldn't your own, like, wouldn't your delusions, like, you know, I'm thinking of, like, the good angel, bad angel, you know, and, like, you've got, like, the good angels, like, hey, uh, I don't think this is such a good idea. The bad angel's like, you're God, ram a truck into the building. Like, like <laughs> the good angel's like, hey, uh, if you were God, would you need the truck? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, the only thing I have to say about this is that if there is a gun rack in it, then it, maybe it is Hillbilly God. It's very maybe. possible. It's very, it's maybe. telling that it's a truck at the very least. Yeah. It's a truck. And, you know, if it's a truck with a gun rack and there is a skinned coon in the back, maybe he is God. I also would have accepted Camaro as an answer. Yeah. <laughs> Trans Am with T tops, yeah. absolutely. Or uh, El Camino, an El Camino. El Camino. Would have also <laughs> El Camino. Perfectly it's the acceptable. mullet of cars. That's a fucking El Camino. Is like that doesn't work both ways. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. That's a consolation prize. That's what that it thing really is. is. It's like the Subaru Brat. Do you remember? This is totally the side. Do you remember that? <laughs> Do thing? you remember the Subaru Brat? I remember. I it, yeah. like you could have like jump seats in the pickup section. Yeah. So that you could get hit with rocks while you're sitting. <laughs> Why would you even want that? I don't understand. I never understood that thing. But uh, I used to think it was so cool. Like when I was yeah. a kid and I would see those, I was like, oh, it's so cool. Because I was yeah. always a passenger and it looked like fun to be a passenger in there. You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh, my God. What's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Alan Keyes warns gay marriage leads to a totalitarian Nazi-like government. Holy shit, does he ever, Cecil. What a compelling yeah. argument this guy makes. 
Well, why don't we listen to Let's it, Tom? We've got a couple minutes, right? How dare we say that the Nazis deserved punishment for their crime, but think that our nation shall escape punishment for the crime that it now authorizes against humanity itself. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it is happening. But that's where we stand. And we've taken it one step further. We have taken the further step that now is threatening to directly assault the very fabric of our civilization, not just our way of life as a free people. We want to redefine marriage so that it has no regard for procreation. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Why does marriage have to have a regard for procreation? Because well, Alan Keyes just said it. <laughs> That's why. Cecil, you, you must not yeah. have heard him say it in a punctuated and forceful manner. He really, he, he is a good speaker. I will he say is. that. I like, yeah. uh, he's a good speaker. He's one of these guys that can rile people up. Let's listen to what else he has to say. Who defines the content of right in homosexual marriage? The government. And once you have accepted that as the basic concept of marriage that then is going to inform your understanding of family life, what are families entirely subject to? They are entirely subject to the power of government. There is no parental authority that stands against the power of government. There is no right and obligation that stands against the power of government. Government becomes the total, totalitarian ruler of all family life, and parents have no ground on which to stand in order to assert their God-given rights against them. You think that homosexual marriage is about homosexuality and ethics and behavior. I tell you homosexual marriage is about the very founding principle of our free way of life. And it ends up making government the all-powerful totalitarian ruler of every human being from the cradle to the grave. Sing hell! Oh, no, wait. That's, I, got exci- <laughs> I got overexcited. I got- you didn't get a little excited there, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know what? I, I, I got to just say, here's what we do. Throw the idea of marriage as a fucking something that's endorsed by the state right out. Just pitch it. We can no longer be married by the state. The state doesn't control marriages. What the state does is says that everybody who happens to have a marriage that is a marriage certificate is now a civil union certificate. Nobody is married. If you want to get married, you got to go to your church and get married. That's what a marriage is. This is what we're going to do for people. Everybody gets the same treatment. It's a civil union. That way... These people can't be blurring these lines to make it seem like, you know, you're, you're, the government is doing something horribly wrong. The government's not doing anything. People are getting married. That's it. Yeah, man. If I, I'll tell you what. If I had it to do over, I would get a civil union. I got married. Yeah. I got married. There was no civil union. I never heard of a civil union. I wasn't sensitive to the idea. Um, if I had it to do over tomorrow, I wouldn't get married. I would get a civil union. I just all I care about is do I get the rights and privileges afforded me afforded to me by the state for right. for my partner's you know uh, decision making and what have you. That's what I want. That's I, I don't give a I don't give two shits about the rest of the fucking nonsense. I don't care who recognizes it or doesn't recognize it. It's it's fucking nonsense. You know yeah. he's he's making he's drawing these like crazy like outlandish conclusions. That if if the government allows for homosexual marriage, then all of a sudden, like parents lose, like parents somehow lose their ability to parent because the government will be able to make all the decisions about parenting. There's no parental right that exceeds the government. Like, what specifically are you talking about? 
That's the thing, like his whole speech, it's like he goes on, he makes these big, grand, sweeping sorts of statements that, you know, now that we've given these rights to the government, then, you know, all of these other smaller rights become, you know, subject to these sweeping governmental intrusions. And it's like, great, give me one example. You know, I'll give him plenty of examples of fucking government encroaching in the family. You can't fuck your kid. Right. You can't put you, you can't send your kid to work at fucking 10 years old. You can't beat your kid. You know, the government's involved in your life already, douchebag. So what the fuck is that all about? You're basically saying, you know, like like uh you know, the government is going to overstep its bounds. The government's already involved in your life when it comes to you rearing your child. You've got to properly feed and clothe your child. You got to make sure your child gets educated. In some cases, unless you have some sort of uh, exemption, you have to make sure your child get immunized. The child has to be properly socialized and washed and cleaned. You know, like there's a lot of shit you got to do. And there's a lot of stuff you can't do. You can't kill your own child. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 this idea, you know, the idea that like government is, a, is an evil in the world. The government exists. Uh, you don't get me wrong. I mean, governments, it's not that simple. It's not, it's not like, you know, well, you know, any government is bad government. Too much government is, is, is too much and it's going to destroy us all and we should eliminate as much as possible. There, there's some merit to that idea, but there's merit, I think, mostly to the antagonism, right? I'm a big proponent of antagonism. So you, you need to have pieces of the system that are constantly in a push-pull because that's how you hold them in check. That's how you hold um, government in check from getting too big and too small, from doing too little and doing too much, as you've got proponents on both sides um, constantly at odds in this in this system, this adversarial system. But this idea that Keyes is is throwing out there that because the government is saying, you know, hey, you know, homosexual marriage is, is an allowable thing, that all of a sudden um, we are likened in some crazy way to the crimes committed by the Nazis. Where's the fucking six million dead bodies, motherfucker? Show me the six million dead bodies. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This story's so odd, too. Rightwingwatch.org. Um, fucking Klingenschmidt speculates that the forbidden fruit eaten by Adam and Eve may have been marijuana, says Klingenschmidt right after smoking a lot of marijuana. Let's play what he has to say. This is from uh, Gordon Klingenschmidt's show. Um, Doctor Chaps um, takes it in the ass. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna play this right now for you from his show, and, uh, and then we're gonna make fun of it. There are certain weeds in the garden, even in the Garden of Eden, that were forbidden by God. And I'm gonna throw out a interesting hypothesis here. Everyone sees the image of Adam and Eve in the garden, right? And there's the snake who tempted Eve, and and Eve bit the apple and she handed it to Adam and he bit the apple. Here's my hypothesis. Everyone thinks it's an apple. I think apples are healthy. I don't think it was an apple at all. The Bible doesn't use the word apple. The Bible does use the word forbidden weed. So here's my hypothesis. Maybe it was marijuana. (laughs) How do you know? And biblical scholars may research this and may dispute this. How do you know that the serpent didn't give pot? to Eve and say, uh, go ahead. In the day that you eat this, you're not gonna die. The fact is you are gonna die. 
You're not going to die. You're going to die. <laughs> You're going to die. You're not going to die. God, you know what's so fucking crazy? I watch this, and the first thing I think is like, you really believe there's like an Adam and Eve, like, oh, no. like a real Adam and, and like a fucking a snake, a fucking snake came down to them was like, hey, man, you want to try a food? And they're like, yeah, because snakes talk like I can't. It's like fucking I would be just as flabbergasted if someone was telling a story about like Humpty Dumpty making an omelet. I would just be like, I'd be like, really, really? You think there's a fucking Humpty Dumpty? Yeah, this I, what what I it's funny because I I sort of seize on something very similar. Like I listen to this guy and I'm like, man, the part of that story that gives you pause <laughs> is the fruit. Right. It's like the part right. of that story where you're like, now wait a minute, apples are healthy. <laughs> like first of yeah. all, that's not even in there. That's just that's awesome. That's just a that's just made up. Like, but it's all Apple made a up. Day. It's all crazy. Then he's like. It's pot, I'm like, or it's kale, or it's fucking yeah. cassava. Like, who cares? Who fucking cares what it it's is? It's papaya. It's papaya. Yeah. That's what it, it is. It tastes like vomit. It's that uh, durian fruit that smells like fucking vomit. Is that what that is? The papaya. Well, papaya smells like vomit, too. But there's a fruit called a durian fruit, which actually smells, I guess, much, much worse. And in some it's countries, it's like forbidden vomit. to be eaten on public transportation. Like, there's laws that are passed. Why would you eat it? Anyway? I don't know. It's like it's the same thing. I feel the same way about papaya, though. Like open one up, and it just smells like it smells like somebody got sick on the school bus to make. You know, it's, like, it, ah. it's like it's like cracking out a big piece of like Parmigiano Reggiano on the bus. Oh. Like you're like, oh, somebody got their shoes off in yeah, here. Right? What's happening? <laughs> but they, I hate that shit. As an aside, whenever I ride public transportation and somebody comes on with like fucking. Like a euro or something. It's like, did you not think this through? They're like trying to gobble down like a greasy fucking slimy euro, and it smells like fucking somebody's face fucking you with garlic. And you're just like, this is not a fun trip. That's the worst. I hate that so much. You should just not be allowed to eat on public transportation. Like, you're not supposed to, but they still do. just don't do it. They come in with like a pizza, or they come in with like fucking. Calamari. Calamari. <laughs> like, why did you? What do you mean? <laughs> this one time, I was, I was, I was riding the train, and this was like late night train, and the the late night train that leaves Chicago is like carnival people. Like these are <laughs> not like human fat beings. Ladies and like these tops. are like, yeah, this is these people are just like they are fucking. They're like from the the show Carnival. Like they're like creepy weird, <laughs> and like like they have like skulls somewhere. They're just these creepy weird people. Anyway, I'm sitting there, and it's like ten thirty at night. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to go to sleep and I, I smell something I'm like, oh God. And it's this greasy sort of smell. I smell it. And I look up and there's this giant dude. You know, I'm a fat guy. This guy was a fatter guy than me. Right. So he's, he's, he had to fucking shoehorn Are you his sure way it wasn't in between just two seats. That you saw. Yeah, I think because I didn't have the greasy food. Oh, because that happens to me a lot. That's the only reason I ask. You like spook yourself. You're like, whoa, Jesus, mirror in here. Anyway, there's three guys over there. Oh, it's just Just me. me. There's a whole offensive line over there. (laughs) Anyway, he's sitting there, and the dude's stomach is so big. It's like this round bulbous thing, and he's got a fucking bucket of chicken resting on his stomach. What? And he's what he's dipping saying? his fucking hand in there, and he's pulling out an entire fucking leg of chicken, and he puts it in his mouth. I'm not even kidding. He put it in his mouth, and he just pulls the fucking bone out of it. Like, 
I've never, I've never seen anything like it. And then, and then, and then the best part, hold on. The best part is the chicken sitting there, and behind the chicken, closer to his face, is a fucking pile of fetid bones that he's stacking up next to his chin. Oh. <laughs> I will take 30 of your finest chicken legs, please. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be expected to ride the train malnourished. (laughs) I need all my energy to waddle down the aisle, good sir. It was the most disgusting thing, God. And and the worst part is, is that late at night, they only have like one car open. So you can't like get up and move. You can't just move because the whole car smells like this guy. So you're just like, oh, Oh, great. There you go. All right, well, I- maybe there was a fried chicken sommelier that he ran into. <laughs> <laughs> and on our menu today, sir, we've got a fine extra crispy all the way from Kentucky. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> Speaking of eating things, what I like about this story is somehow, like, you're choking down a marijuana bud. <laughs> like, you're just like... Because what did they do? They didn't have a fucking one-hitter. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't have a bong in the fucking garden. Could you imagine, though, the snake pulling up and being like... He's like... <laughs> Gotta hit this man. <laughs> you know, like... How does the snake actually pull the little piece out to clear the air inside of the bong? How does that work? And in the beginning, God created Cheech and Chong. <laughs> they didn't leave the garden, you know, because God kicked them out. They left because they heard there were Doritos yeah, no outside kidding. there. That's the only reason. Exactly. Like, oh, man. They're like, Cool Ranch Tacos. I'm cool out of here. <laughs> Hey, Eve, don't bogart that. What the fuck? You know what's funny is, like, there's so much food out there, too, that's only good when you're high. And, like, that's the only way you know that those places stay in business. Like, when you're drunk or high. White Castle is a perfect example of food that is only good when you're high. Like, there's no other reason to go there. It's it, except for that they're open. Like that's the I only. Guess, that is yeah. absolutely right, man. Like that's the only. But the problem reason is your, your ass exists. is open for the next two days oh. after eating it. You know, I got a couple of years ago. Speaking of White Castle, a couple of years ago, we got into a thing where like we wanted to see if White Castle was good again. And turns out it's not. <laughs> and our whole family got White Castle, and like me and Finn and Colleen, we all ate a bunch of White and Castles. I- All three of us were fucking sick for the whole weekend. The whole weekend we were sick. And Finn still loves that place. Oh. I want to go to the I want to go to the castle. Wow. He's a No, you don't He's a trooper. It fucking laid you out for two days. Oh my gosh. But he was high, you know, so in his defense. In his defense, yeah. We fucking hot boxes. So we started a little late this week, and it, we're running out of time, so we want to go to bed. So we're not going to— Google Hangouts has decided we've been yeah, recording long enough. They actually shut up. It just hung up on us, and we're just both cranky. And we're kind of both off topic anyway, so email probably wouldn't work this week. So we're just going to skip That's email this week, um, and uh, we'll we'll read some more email next week. Thank you, everybody, for calling and emailing the show. And, uh, and we're going to give you—you you already got one bonus episode, so— this is one this week, and then you'll probably get two the following week. So we want to thank everybody for listening and everybody for donating. So we want to thank our patrons this week, the patrons that, that came on board. Uh, thanks to all our patrons, but we want to thank especially Michael F., Tim, Dave, 
another Michael, John M, Lisa, Joshua, Quinn, Jason, Rosado. I love that name. That's great. Hugh and Johannes. Thanks so much, everybody, for uh, for donating to the show. Um, the money that you give uh, is able to get a, get you guys an extra show each uh, every other week. So that's actually going to work out. Tom and I. Um, we had fun putting it together. We're hoping that a lot of those are going to be interview shows and, uh, and, and they, they should be pretty fun. They should be at least an hour and that's, you know, two extra hours of content a month. So, um, and, and we, we definitely uh, appreciate everybody who's putting out any kind of money to help make that possible. And in the words of the politician that I had to go see, if you've donated $1, donate two. <laughs> really? That was actually, really? was actually the, yeah, yeah. That, I went to a fundraiser. It was funny. I went to a fundraiser for a politician for a work event and he basically spent the whole time saying, like, thanks for your generous donations. If you could all double up on your donations, wow. that would be great. So That's amazing. I don't, I'm not really asking our patrons to double no. up. It just makes me laugh. So. <laughs> That's a great line, though. <laughs> yeah. If, if you donated $1, yeah. consider making it two is pretty much what he said. Except for he didn't say $1. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, the suggested donation for that event was a fucking lot more yeah, than $1. $1. Well, that's going to be it for this week. Um, We're going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 